Welcome back to episode two of season two of Play for Keys podcast. I'm Cameron Hay at Cameron underscore Hay on Twitter. Of course, I'm joined by Drew Williams at Dopest Drew on Twitter. And for the second episode, we have a special guest. Can we say a California high school basketball legend, bro? Is that yeah, looks like that. Yo, like we got we got somebody important though. We got the homie Eli Scott. He plays at Loyola Marymount right now. One of the best players in the West Coast Conference for sure. And if you follow Chino Hills basketball for the last five years, you've definitely heard his name, seen him on the highlights. How you doing, man? Doing great. And yourself? Talk about yourself. I'm, I'm good, bro. This dude a clown. Sorry you had to travel a goddamn hour to get here, bro. That's okay. You know how L.A. gets, man. How you been uh, keeping up with your time and everything since summer started? I know you ain't really got into the main the main entree this summer yet, but uh, yeah, I just been working on that goes. Uh, hasn't really been much to do this summer, so I so I just been in the gym chilling. You know, let's start off getting to the to the gist of this before we get into the stories about Chino Hills or any of the crazy stuff that happened in or any even your 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 Loyola Marymount career. How did you get into basketball? What was your introduction to the sport? Um. I was just watching it on TV. Like, some of our earliest memories were, like, Midwest basketball showdowns. Like, I remember, like, Two Holloway, yeah, Jacob Dillon. Nice. Uh, do you remember? Who was the dude from um, Cincinnati? Scary looking. Oh, you uh, talking about uh, what do you mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, So, those are some of my uh, earliest memories of basketball. And they really, like, kind of shaped who I want to be basketball player. Well, he's watching a lot of. A ten and, and, and Big, Big Ten, 10 basketball. Yeah, I just wake up at like nine a.m. and it'll be like a twelve o'clock game. Yeah, out there. Yeah, we both, me and Drew, both from the Midwest, like we're saying. So Big Ten, that's right up our alley. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So like, you, it was nobody out here in California or LA that you had when you were growing up that you had like seen whether it was high school, college, or anything, or you was just really fixated on on that Midwest basketball for whatever reason. I mean, Stanley Johnson was a problem. Oh, like. Yeah. He was one of the people that I thought was really going to be one of them ones, and then uh, for whatever reason that that happened. But to tell you, that should probably be the one one guy on the West Coast that, like, growing growing up, I was like, yeah, he went state like every. Yeah, this is yeah, the dude, yeah. like, yeah, like I, I for sure thought he was a next LeBron. I swear to God. <laughs> Would it be out of pocket to call him the most decorated California Hooper ever? He, no, that ain't he, close. Only, he the only person I, that won state every year, isn't he? I think it's not even close. I, I think probably number two. I don't even know who the number two would be, but I feel like Stanley Johnson. Yeah, bro. He's probably that guy. And think about, bro, all the Hoopers that have come through here. Facts. Harden, like, everybody. Like, Drew Holiday, it's like Westbrook, all these guys, everybody. bro. It's like, and to me, that was like the prime of high school basketball. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, kids now are seem a little small, a little thinner. Like, back then, those was like legit grown men in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Grown yeah. Men, bro. Yeah. So, so I feel like that was like the prime of high school basketball. So. No, facts. Yeah, no, for real. No, yes. I remember Stanley Johnson had balls like going crazy in high school, yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jordan McLaughlin, that was another oh, guy. Yeah, point guard. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to. He was a local guy for me. So I, I don't want to. wasn't too far from me. So seeing him on Ball's Life was, was a thousand big for us. No, yeah. They, they, those clashes used to be. We used to be in, in our school in St. Louis like 
as soon as the videos get posted, like after school, we yeah. we in the computer lab <laughs> trying to watch, trying to watch that shit. Do you know who the problem? Marcus Levet. Really? Oh, oh, oh my god! Marcus Levet. I remember Marcus was Morgan Park. Yeah. Bro. Oh my god! Had the big phone, the ones. Yes, yes. Marcus Levet, lefty, right handle was crazy. Jumper. Marcus Levet one of them people when I was in high school. I was like, there's no way he don't make the league. Yeah, for sure. I was like, him, the kill card, like that whole mixtape era yeah. was nuts. Like, Facts. I think probably after like 13, 14, that's when like the mixtape era started to get a little saturated. But before that, like. You, it's like like back then you really had to like be able to be play. nice. You had to be, nice. You had to be nice. Like, if you was getting a ball of life mixtape, you was probably a pro. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, real talk, you were top twenty five player in the country. The kill cards it was like like four minutes too. Like it wasn't no yeah. short like mixtape. He had and, like four minutes. And, like, do you remember all the like, guys from the East Coast and Midwest who used to come to Pangos? Yes, like Isaiah Briscoe. They used to oh, set yeah. the. Pang- the West it, it, it don't even seem like it's camps like that no more, no, bro. Like uh, uh, Pangos, Adidas, Nations, like, like those exactly. camps were nuts. Yeah. Like I know Pangos still going on, but it just don't feel like it's the same as it was back in like the energy different. Yeah, the energy yeah. different. Yeah, we, we we went into a crazy retrospective right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this past season at Loyola Marymount, you were first team All West Con- West Coast yeah. Conference, right? And then your junior year, you were second team. I was played with the accolades, <laughs> but that's the best story of the day. So wait, wait. What was the reason for you to come back, to decide to come back to school this year instead of going pro? Like, what was the reason that you decided, I want to come back for one more year? Well, I thought I'd just still shake my game to a more pro game. Like, for me, like, I had, like, real people in my corner. Like, when I say real, like, so many people think real is, like, you do you not go to the NBA. Like, that's not being real with somebody. Yeah. Saying what you're doing now is dope, and it's, like, for the college level, it's great. But – in the NBA, you're not going to be doing that. Like, yeah. you're going to score threes and defend one through four. And I think exactly. having somebody tell me, like, what you're doing and, and what you're going to do isn't going to be sexy. So, like, what you're doing now, enjoy it. Like, because now, cause now once I go to the NBA, if I'm blessed enough to do that, like, I have to take on the P.J. Tucker role, the Jake Crowder role. And a lot of the times, those guys don't get credit for anything. Yeah. And, like, I've, and personally, I feel like that's why so many guys don't ever take that role because, who wants to do something and not get credit for it? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like most of these guys from the NBA, like they were all all world guys. Like, yeah, PJ Tucker was a big twelve player of the year. Come on, bro. Yeah, we see PJ Tucker jump between his legs yeah, one yeah, time. Like, exactly. We see we we, uh, we look at these guys like yeah. who are PJ Tucker's the, the 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 George Hills of the world as scrubs, but it's like those are the guys who. Young uh, guys like me should look up to George Hill was getting dub at IUP. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, you had to be the man to at get to one the point league. to get to the league. Yeah, you, you literally have to do that. And I felt like the transition from going to the man to potentially just being another dude and the things that you have to, the the, the attributes you have to have for that, I feel like I didn't have just yet. Okay. So I feel like going back to school will help me get that. So what is it you, you've really been focusing on developing in your game? The spot up shooting. That's like the whole NBA now. You watch NBA games. Guys shoot 30, 40 threes in a, in a given game. So, so, so definitely spot up threes. And it's just like, think about it. Like, Kevin Durant exists, bro. Like, what, what is my offensive time going to do when there's Kevin Durant out there and there's James Harden and Luka Dodgers out there? Like, we, we need that. For every Luka Dodgers, we have to have a P.J. Tucker. Every Giannis Antetokounmpo, we have to have a Montrez Harrell. So I feel like just, just taking on that role. No, 100%. And so the fact that you've even been able to be recognized that you got to iron that stuff out is important. And when we were looking at, like, your high school, not high school career, college career, Leola Marymount, it was like a fluctuation in production. Like, freshman year, you averaged double digits. Sophomore year, you dipped under. And then, of course, like we just said, junior year, senior year, you really, like, took your game to another level. 
What was it that caused maybe the dip in production your sophomore year or your freshman year for you to come out the gate so hot? Like, why has it been like a up and down journey? It seemed like for you. At well, my sophomore year, I, I had got mono like right before the first game. <laughs> <laughs> so if I got mono, I'm kind of cooked for the rest of the year. Like, so you lost weight and everything. Yeah, I lost weight. Like, oh, dude, I was like 30, 40 pounds. Dang. It was bad. So. So uh, definitely the model kind of messed me up, but it, 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 it also gave me a new perspective on basketball. It's like all those people who were in your corner, like when you average 13 and 7 as a freshman, people see a lot in you. Yeah. And then you kind of don't have that the next season. It's like people kind of shy away. And start see, treating you different. Yeah, start treating you different. So now when people start treating you like, I guess you can say, quote, unquote, like everybody else, it's like now you got to can, can weave out who matters in your life and who doesn't. So. So that's why the the big dip, and then my junior year, that's when I like came back and I, I had a whole summer and I, and I was able to get healthy. We read like you only had one offer coming out of out of high school. Was LMU your only offer? No, I, I had a few like big West offers. Like you do see Irvine, you uh, Utah State had offered me, but I wasn't very good back in high school. Like, <laughs> like if you're looking like skill wise, like what did I really do besides dunk? Now, because all those guys who weren't him yeah. become him. Now it's like, now let me, let me believe whatever I did in the past. Now I'm going to go to a Power Five school. Yeah. And I feel like that's what so many guys mess up because it's like, why not just stay where you're at and kill? Because if you can play, people are going to find you. Like, 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 like for me and my coach, the uh, analogy that we always use is an Apple Watch at the same time as a Rolex. Like at the end of the day, if you can play, you're doing the same thing. So, so let's say St. Mary's. If you kill at St. Mary's, you kill at USC. They're going to see like Jordan Ford, Malik Bates are both in the G League right now. Yeah, it's no different than if you Ben right in the G League. Yeah, Anthony Melton's on the NBA roster. So you know how it is. Like especially with today's like accessibility, like there's social media, there's film. Like nobody's getting overlooked. Like anybody can find you anywhere. Exactly. Come on, like see they come up to Lehigh. Let's like. self-awareness right now is actually crazy because you don't really be getting hoopers to come in and just be like honest about where they were to where they are now so like to hear you actually like no yeah, there's nothing wrong with the process like hey, girl, and, and and that's especially with me like we have three of your friends go to the nba you can't be sitting there and be like i'm being slept on like really not because you be playing with them so exactly. <laughs> the you already exactly so, yeah it's funny you bring up, you know, three friends playing the NBA. Did you grow up playing with all the ball brothers and Big O and all of them? Uh, Big O, not until we got to high school, but the ball brothers, yeah, like, we were young. Like, that's why I started 11, 12. Okay, and y'all, y'all all decided to go to Chino together, or y'all just happened to end up there with the neighborhood? No, they had went there, and I went to Upland High School. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you know what that's That's like my red school for Okay. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so they my saw me. I, I had went there and I couldn't play because they said like my chest was athletically motivated. And then my junior year, that's when like things okay. happened. And that's when Melo came. Yeah, that's when Melo came. Yo, so that's actually interesting. That's one of the questions that we were we wanted to ask. Like, since you weren't able to play your sophomore year, it was just Lonzo and Jello. So clearly, it wasn't like the crazy atmosphere that it became the following year. What was it like your junior year when Lonzo was a senior? You were Jello was a, was a junior, and then Big O and, and Melo freshman. Like, what was it like being a part of that team? Like to become the top team in America, and you started, and you you were a productive player. Like just being in that environment, what was that? 
Now, honestly, one of those things, like, in retrospect, you, you kind of realize what it was, but, like, at the time when someone would hold, like, a sign, like, came from Cleveland, Ohio, like, it doesn't register in your head as a 16-year-old. Like, why did this grown man come from right. the Midwest to watch us yeah. play basketball? Right. And then just, like, seeing, like, for example, in the playoffs, like, we'd have to move all our games because the uh, capacity wasn't big enough. And things like that didn't really register until after, like, I got older. And I'm like, that's not normal. Like, exactly. like, like, like having to play in, like, college arenas and things like that because people want to see high school basketball players play is absolutely nuts. But, yeah. You, I feel like you got to play everybody yeah. in that, you know, that four-year run. Yeah. Any team really like stick out for being like they were really tough either nationally and locally. Who do um, you think like well, what team pushed you? Can 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 do AAU or just um, you can do oh, anything. So, anything. So AAU, so AAU, we had um, so so this Alonzo was a sophomore going into a junior. So like that's when he started picking up a little bit of um, notoriety. So Lavar's bragging like this dude's the best in the nation. So then the Adidas people are like. Come down to Vegas, so Dave Vegas is four hours away. So, so come down to Vegas, play in the gauntlet. Right. We, we, we be the only people without any sponsorship. So we stole what the pennies on. So he's like, first game since Lonzo is like that. Play team loaded. Dennis Smith. Oh, yeah. Bam. Bam. Uh, exactly. Uh, Wasn't Brian Robinson on that team? That was North Carolina. Was North Carolina. Jordan Usher. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Went to Duke. No, no. Jordan, Jordan Usher? Yeah, he went to Duke. He went to Duke. Yeah. Got. Popped by like 50. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked all that junk, went down there, fly right, played the same day, straight out the van, half court, pump, win them, it's done. Straight out the van. So so then they, they put like 50 on us, boom, blew us out. Next day, we came back playing Atlanta Celtic. That's when they had uh, Kobe Simmons, yeah. Josh Langford. Um, Was Malik Beasley on their team? I don't think so. I think he went to the same high school as Kobe Simmons. Dude went to Texas, long, uh, James something. You know what I'm talking about? Arms. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Him. Atlanta Celtics always nice, yeah. though. They always went out there, beat them. So now people are like, wait a minute. Like, this is the same team that lost. Because I like to say, like, probably Atlanta Celtics, team takeover Virginia, and yeah. team takeover North Carolina, probably like the three best teams. So yeah, we beat right. uh, the, the, the Atlanta Celtics. People are like, wait a minute. Come back, play Raleigh Alkins and uh, Mustafa Hara. Yeah. Beat them. Now people are like, wait a minute, like maybe that's just a settle down game and they got blown out. And then we all played to go to the championship, winning Gabriel's team, Boston Mass Rivals, lost by like 40. Winning Gabriel's team was nice though. Nice. They had him, the dude that went to Kansas, I can't remember who's a car, came out. Blew us out, went home, but hey, that whole like four day run, that like like that, that was probably like the best players I've played. Like that's when y'all kind of announced yourselves too. Yeah, because it was also like Lonzo was seventeen, I was fifteen, Jello was fifteen, Melo was thirteen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was like we, we, we beat all these future pros. So that kind of set the table for what we would eventually do. So then that like set the table for our high school schedule. So then like people are like. Because it seemed like the Adidas tactic worked. Like, if you're so good, come down here and play. Yeah. So then we had um, done the... Uh, Y'all played City of Palms. City of Palms. Yeah. Went down there. Played Bam, uh, Mount Verde. Yeah. Um, and what's that one team? What's Kyrie School? St. Patrick. Yeah, St. Patrick. Then, then, oh, and no. First time we had played Shamari Ponds in uh, Jefferson. Okay. He's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real problem. Y'all are the 
Barrett at Montverde. Yeah, right? yeah. RJ Barrett, the kid that went to Kansas. There's a whole bunch of I don't know. But RJ Barrett was 15. They're like this 15 year old special. Yeah. It's like how special? We got lines of ball. What are you talking about? He can't be special. RJ Barrett can't be 30 jabs. Like, this dude, the way he plays now, put that in the high school system. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a problem. Yeah, exactly. He's a problem. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, so, that was crazy. Like, is City of Palms, is when y'all won that, because that's, like, usually early on in the season, mm-hmm. right? When y'all won that, is that when you kind of knew, you know, we probably, we might have the best team in the country, not just, like, locally, but we can play with anybody. No, that, no, that was when we knew we were going undefeated. Like, we, like that was kind of, like, like, do you know when, like, Duke and Kentucky play that early season? In Champions and, class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we can pass them. We can go on a crazy run, like, yeah, the next yeah. 20 straight. So, so, so that's kind of the same thing for us. I mean, like, if we beat Mount Bird, especially because they had it out for us. Like, we're going down there. We're putting Mount Bird in the second round. Like, yeah. We're supposed to be number two. We're supposed to be number one. We're supposed to be the championship. Like, we're not supposed to play each other in the second right. round. Come exactly. on, man. Right. So, so then. So it was kind of like a setup. Man. It was a setup. <laughs> and, like, get them down here early. Yeah, get them down there. Let's show. Let's start you know, with some bait. And then <laughs> the next game, we're going to show them, like, you're not going to come down to Florida and do that. And there's no shot clock. So that kind of messed up the whole way we played. So then, yeah. I just don't get how they don't have a national, you have to have a shot clock. Like, how how can we play without a shot clock? It makes sense. But, 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 we can't play without it, like but, Chicago. But don't that's like, the discrepancy in, like, talents so crazy in every state? Like, think about, like, Chicago. Like, you got Simeon, Morgan Park. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah. And then, like, the talent yeah. be spread out. And then, like, yeah. and and then, like uh, St. Louis, you have Chaminade. You have, what's, what, what, what's that? CBC. CBC. Like, you know what I mean? So, I feel yeah. like, if, if it was shot like, those same teams are going to just, just dominate. Just dominate. Yeah. Even, like, Nevada, like, Bishop Gorman and Finley Prep. Like who, like, who else are we talking about yeah. here? Like, Nobody. So, 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 I definitely feel like that's why they kind of. Yeah. Cali, yeah, Cali got a shot clock, though, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah there's too much talent out here for y'all not to have one, to be honest. People hold the ball all game. Facts. So, that style of play y'all played at Chino Hills, like, y'all got criticized for it. Like, people, <laughs> people used to kill y'all. Like, what were the practices and the conditioning sessions like in the summer? Do y'all just, like, go out there and, and like, get in shape? From playing, or was it a certain type of... No, we used to, like, run hills in the summer, so that's, like, where we got our conditioning. But, like, practice, we would do a lot of scrimmaging. That would be, like, the most intense part, because it's, like, what? not too many times <laughs> are you going to play against, like, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, so then it's a team, like, Lonzo and Joe would be on different teams, and then, like, me and Mel would be on different teams. But the problem is, there's nobody for up. So whatever team has <laughs> up that day, you're going to so the, so the practices really prepared y'all for those type of games. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. Like, that team... Putting up 140 in yeah, high school. Yeah, y'all was going crazy in high school, bro. Yeah. Like, like, so that Oak Hill game, your senior year. Oak Hill game, yeah. What was that like when y'all played them? Like, that was a big deal, of course. Once again, we, we, in, we in college at that point. Like, right. we in college. We seeing this, like, balls like dropping video. It's like one of the most hyped balls like videos that dropped one of the biggest games of that season. What was that like? Because if I remember correctly, Oak Hill came out here to play, yeah. out, right? That's a big deal. Because it was smoke with Tina Hill. People was like, we will not have to play you guys. Like, we don't yeah. care where at. Just get us a hotel and we'll be there. So, yeah, so that game, like, that's one of those games where, like, looking back when I was an older person, you kind of wish that you would have got, like, damn, that would have been very satisfying because that would have been the one where we would have broke, like, the longest streak like, win streak in California history. So then we had lost to them. It was so bittersweet because it was like, 
we did everything to win, yeah. but it's just like so that's just sometimes how the ball bounces. But then it's like one of those things. Like if we played them again, we felt like we smacked. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. The thing is, we were up the entire game. Like that, that's the game. I don't know if you guys remember when like Melo did like the behind the back, and the dude spun around. Yeah. That was that game. Like, Melo was going crazy. Jello was going crazy. Um, they were just too big. I calls. feel like that's <laughs> the game. Like no, no, like from the outside looking in, like people knew Melo could play because he's starting on varsity as a freshman. Yeah. But he wasn't a guy. Yeah. Like, but then you see him. He had the growth spurt coming into the sophomore yeah. year and everything. And then you see him play like Oak Hill and get his game off against them. I feel like that's kind of the game where, at least for me, I looked. I was like, yo, he really might be like a pro. Yeah. Like, he really yeah. might be it. But I, I always felt like his skill level was so crazy yeah. that like once the growth spurt came, yeah. like, it was done. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what like what he was doing as a young bull, like skill wise, like, that's not normal. No. So yeah. It's funny, we were talking about that earlier. We were talking about you could you could look at him as a young bull and be like, damn, you got a bag. He's just like he's, five, tough eight. To, he's tough to evaluate too, yeah. like cause the shot selection and everything. And then he got the game together and like you're like, all right. And yeah. also that that's another thing. Remember when you said the shot selection, but like if we rewind the conversation to when you said like you you had one off right of high school. It's like when you see us play, it's like, is this kid good or not? Like, yeah, right. the system yeah, in yeah, college, right. it's like, yeah. is this kid good? Like, and, and all of them was dunking and rebounding. So they're like, let's do the 6 5. Like, what is he going to do at the college level yeah. if all he can do is be athletic? Like, but like, so your role on the channel is that you say you was just <laughs> dunking and rebounding. Looking back on that, like, when you. Like, just what was it like playing out there? Like, just being – did you ever have moments where you were on the court and you would be like, yo, like, I'm getting mine, but I'm also, I'm also playing with these guys that are pros. And you did you realize, like, I'm playing with these NBA players? Yeah, for sure. Like, there would be times, like, Alonzo would do, like, go on, like, a – and, like, rock, like, remember if you – like, like if you were watching Alonzo play, he was such a cool guy. You know what I mean? Like, he never was hurt. So then, like, you look at – he had, like, 16 assists or eight points. He was going eight zero run by himself. And you're like, damn! Like, he didn't finish with twenty four points, sixteen rebounds, sixteen assists. It's like wow. We're like mellow. Like you see what he would do, like with the ball, like like this is Kyrie Irving esque. This dude hasn't even hit a growth spurt. Like yeah, yeah. And then like Jello, I was just like the way he was shooting was just like so NBA. Like I felt like it was, it was one line ahead of its time. Like people weren't doing that. Like. Like, what Jello is, not like, people didn't want big wings that can shoot like that. We were just talking, like, y'all used to be shooting, like, 40, 50 threes in the high school. Yeah, that was, that was nuts Nobody to people. Like, exactly. 45. And then, and, and then you see the Dallas Mavericks, and they had the greatest offense ever doing the exact same thing. Yeah. We you see, like, the Houston Rockets a few years ago. Like, yeah. that. Yeah, different people ahead of his time. We have these conversations all the time, me and Drew, like, about, like, what are the greatest, like, high school teams yeah. ever. And I always, I, I've said this publicly, and I say, I say it in a conversation with him, like, for y'all to do what y'all did as a public school, like y'all didn't recruit. It's not no kids. Press, it was just not like no all shit. like some family and, and kids that grew up together. Like that's kind of crazy when you really think about yeah. like, what y'all had accomplished. And, and that's why I feel like I give us like the nod over certain like my bird last year. Like those guys are nuts. Like most of them are gonna be NBA players. They also get drafted. Right. But it was right. like if you look at it, it's like we had three guys who were brothers. And we had we seen one that was like uh, 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 for sure pro. Like, people still have their questions on Melo. I personally didn't, but people had a good question on Melo. Yeah, Jello, like he was an NBA guy. He went to UCLA. Yeah, he went to UCLA. Yeah, yeah me. 
I sucked at the time, man. Like, let's, be, let's be honest. Like, I was like, people didn't expect me to be like, I didn't be the best player at WCC by the time I was a senior. Like, come yeah. on, man. And then you're like, oh, like, people think like, number six pick, are you yes, nuts? Exactly. You're going to ask people in 2017, is Onyeka going to be a top six pick? In top America. seven pick in the NBA? They would have said yeah. you're nuts. The, the kid that just rebounds from Melo and Jello, that's what they would have told you. Yeah. No way. Yeah, so it's like, to just, just to think of, of, like you said, a school like that, a public school to produce three lottery picks, another kid who went high major to UCLA, and then, like, yourself, you became – Arguably the best player in West Coast Conference. Like that's a loaded high school team yeah. in retrospect. Yeah. So you think you put you you guys over anybody that's ever come through California? You you align y'all up against anybody? You think y'all go in? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the, the only problem is we we like depth. Like yeah. we have no depth except for my boy Cam off the bench. Yeah. And he's at LMU now, but yeah. And, 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 and even Cam Cam was a uh, first team only guy in his conference yeah. in, in the Big Sky. He he was averaging nineteen seven and four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so. But that Mount Verde team is definitely a problem. So I'm not gonna I'm, like like I don't want people to think that I'm just like no, that Mount Verde. And I'm like Dave Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Tyron Sharp, Moses yeah. Moody. That's four guys going first round this year, probably. Dave Cunningham and Lonzo Ball. It's not. It's not like yeah. it's not the discrepancy people think it is. No, like, if I see if you seen them in high school go up against, they're actually guys, very similar. Yeah. Like they're, they're very similar. They're, they both wear that cool jacket, where it's, yeah. they're big guys, like they're never too fast. They no and no nobody can speed him up. So, yeah, Moses Moody, he was a problem at Arkansas. But you know. <laughs> no, Moses Moody for sure, he was a problem. And then, like you said, Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes, just do it. Yeah. And then Dayron Sharp who went to Carolina. He was a they center. He came off the bench. Mm. He going pro. He go. He going pro this year. But they like so. But I think like we just said like to be in the conversation exactly. That's a prep school, bro. So like when you when you talking about a public school. And all y'all from the same place versus the prep school where all of those kids from, like, Cave from Texas, mm-hmm. like, Moses from Arkansas, and then right. Sharp, North Carolina. Scotty Barnes was from Florida, but, like, when you just look at it, and then I think Derek Whitehead was the other starter. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he bought me a senior. I mean, he's from uh, Northeast. Like, it's just, for y'all to even be in a conversation, this is just our backyard. Y'all got to go get these kids from all over the country. This is how y'all operate. That's that's tough. That's pretty tough. And you and Melo played together in the Drew League in 2019. Yeah, right? we did. You no know, snacks and everything. Um, and Melo was uh, solidified pro at that time. Like, but I tell you, like, 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 to me, that was his turning point. That's, right? that's this dude came out 6 7. Yes. Problem. Hey, that's a fact. We, we, we were there at the first game yes. that he played. At the jury. I was like, yo, this nigga is. I was like, bro, he's six. I wanted to believe. It. I was like, I gotta look at it up close. I gotta get it in person. Pause and man, six, pro. Seven. I'm like, you going top five in the draft? I don't care. The field crazy. Yeah. What was, what was it like just getting to play with him again with no snacks? Like y'all hadn't played together in a while. And that was a lot of people. Of course, he had came back from overseas and playing the, in the uh, big baller league. And yeah. He had played. Uh, what was the school? That he went to Spire. Yeah. Spire. Like, so we had saw that, like, but then you get to, like you say, he kind of solidified himself being able to play against other pros, guys who play pro overseas, high major college players, or guys that are playing D1. And he was arguably the best player in the league that summer as a yeah. as a 17-year-old. Yeah. What was it just like getting to play on that team again with Melo? And every game y'all played, the buzz was like, at the Drew, like, we got to come see you. No snacks. Y'all had the Drew League on fire that summer 2019, no lie, bro. Well, playing, like, this time around, it was, like, it was surreal this time. You know what I mean? Like, the first time, it was, like, oh, this kid is good. Like, it's my guy. Like, But now, 
you got to take a step back. Like, Stu's a grown man. Like, this is, this is, this is the little mother that I, I'm used to. You know what I mean? Like, this dude is driving to the game. Like, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I definitely think it was surreal. And just, like, how good he was. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I knew he was good. But I didn't think, like, especially in the Drew, where, like, so many people have pride. Like, that's, like, the heart and soul of LA. Like, people aren't going to let a 17-year-old come out there and cook. Like, yeah. So, everyone's giving him his best shot. And he was coming right back at him. And I was like, hey, this dude, this dude might be the best player I've ever played with. Like, yeah, we, we were watching. Like, we saw a couple games. Like, we, we were damn near at all the, the no snacks games. We tried to go to every game for the most part. But like you said, seeing a kid go crazy like that, we saw gut play, play there as well that same summer getting 40. Like, it's Trae crazy. Young. Trae Young came. He, he was Trae a pro. Young, he was a pro, though. Like, but, like, what Melo did, like, was crazy. Like, how did – we thought y'all was going to win the championship that year. What What – what was it that, that, that kept y'all from winning the Drew League Well, the Drew goes a long time. so like, yeah, it's, uh, it's like three, four months. So the um, overseas guys you, you usually leave. Yeah, they, 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 they can't make the championship. So I huh? felt like we would have had our full team. Yeah. And I because I was on our team at first. Yeah. So if we had our full team, we probably, probably would have won. But yeah. So what – was the Drew always something you wanted to play in just being from here? Like what – what sparked you even going to play? Because that wasn't your first year playing. You had played before that. Yeah, I played before that. But in high school, we, we had all played. Like, me, Jello, Alonzo. Yeah. We, we had played on our team. And I was like, back when I was like a kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was out there for the vibes. So, like, I was out there for the flicks. Like, let's be honest. I was looking forward to the Drew League days. So, um, yeah. So, I, I felt like coming back, that's what kind of what I wanted to test my, like, skill. Because I was like, a lot of these guys are stronger, faster than anybody out playing college. So it's like, if I can cook against them, obviously, like, a lot of guys aren't playing their hard like overseas guys because come up with some Drew. But even just getting the, uh, uh, a temperature of where you're at, that's yeah. what I feel like I, I, I wanted to do two years ago. It's just to get, get a gauge of where you're yeah. at. So who – is there anybody in the Drew, like, that you've played – that's not in the NBA, but Pierre you're... Jackson. He is a problem. Pierre Jackson for sure is a problem. Baylor, bro, he is crazy. Like, if he didn't tear his Achilles, I think he he would have been in the league. I'm not gonna hold you. I think if he didn't tear his Achilles, it's that's hard to do that Andy five ten. Yeah, but no. and that was one of the guys like I wouldn't say I fanboyed over because like I put against a lot of like pros, but like this is a dude. Like, I remember like. The bright bolt jerseys, like yes. you know, remember that? Like, so, yes. Yeah, so I'm like, that, and then I'm running, like he switches on me, and I'm fooling him. I'm like, yeah. you know I mean? I'm like <laughs> life always comes full circle. So, yeah. so, so for sure, Pierre Jackson, Skill Booker was good, Frank Nitty was good, but Pierre Jackson, that was a dude that was like, not sure why he's making three million in China. Like, it, it makes sense, and I feel uh-huh. like that, like he kind of goes back to, to what we were talking about, like. How the NBA not necessarily about talent, it's more so about fatal finding your niche. Because yeah, that right. dude, who played against him, he's an NBA talent. Like, I, like, I can't name 15 NBA point guards better than him, like, offensively. Yeah. So, yeah. We watched Booker and Nitty play, and we were like, we're watching, like, an elite guard battle right yeah. now, and neither of them are in the NBA. Uh, a ski of Booker that summer 2019, bro, like, a lot of people, I don't know if people really knew how good he was because – at Colorado, he was nice. Yeah. But, like, he yeah. played on the same team, if I remember, with, with Alec Burks, who, of course, is in the NBA right now. So he wasn't. And was Spencer Dinwiddie on that team? Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Not Alec Burks. Spencer Dinwiddie. So it's like, Dinwiddie was the guy on that team. 
But Skia Booker, when he came 2019, bro, like on MHP, I, I feel like every week he was making a, a game winner. Like, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, like, Willard, bro. Yeah, he was going crazy. Real pop. Yeah, like, that's the, the Drew is for anybody who's not from LA who hasn't had a chance to like experience it. Like, for me being an out of towner, like a transplant, pretty much, that was one of the first things I wanted to do when mm-hmm. I came here. Like, I got to go see what this is about, like, live. So, like, the energy in there is, I mean, people will just say, oh, it's a pro-am, it's just pickup, but no, nah, it's kind of like a different level from different, from other pro-ams I've been to, not even on For sure. You better get there early. <laughs> Facts, you better get there you early, You better get bro. there early the team you want to catch. Like, playing. so you plan on playing in it this summer? Maybe. 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 You can't, you can't, you can't announce it to the world yet if you're going to get it. You know, so, a lot of people don't know, outside of, like, basketball, like, you like a music Critic aficionado. Yeah, <laughs> music is like music, basketball, and fitted hats. Like those are my like holy <laughs> trinity. In my life. Like those three things I'm very critical of. Okay. Yes, I, I am a music connoisseur, and I and I, and I do hold my musical opinion very high. <laughs> okay, so what are you listening to right now? Five artists that you just you gotta that you just got above everybody else. Well, Lil Dirk for sure. Come on, like <laughs> okay. Lil Dirk for sure, baby. Drake is one of those people, like, he's my goat, honestly. So, like, he, like, I knew he's always been my five. I knew he was a smart kid, man. I knew he was doing, I knew he had He's always going to be in my five. Um, ETSG, he's a real problem. He's a real problem. He's four for four with me right now. Yeah. I'm not going to hold it. Real problem. But, 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 but the only thing with ETSG is, like, I don't have a lot of his music, and I don't want to go searching for it and ruin my opinion about him. Like, I kind of like the music I have for him right now. Like future, future is my five. Okay. Uh, a future, future, future might be the best future artist of all time. That is, that's not a hot take. That is a fact. He up there, bro. He can get on your track. He gonna burn it down. Ah, uh, damn. So, offset honorable mention. The offset is a real problem. Offset is a problem. So, like, that's what you listen to before a game. You listen to one of those guys more likely. Or if you in a gym. Oh my! Oh, me. That is my goal. Okay. I'm okay. drunk. Me. Okay. Me. Yo, me. Okay. No, me. Me before the game always. I have to listen to um, championships. That's like a timeless album to me. That's like one of those albums. It was like, is it really a classic in the, the consensus book? Probably not. But me as a fan, I hold it as a classic. I'm not gonna hold you though, bro. It it kind of checks most of the boxes you would look for for a classic album. Commercially, yeah. I mean, yeah. Commercially, he has hit multiple good songs. Yes, he has a mega hit and going bad. Yes, Grammy nominated. Uh-huh. I mean, did everything. Got a crazy whole verse on there on what's free. And then Meek himself was just going crazy on there, bro. Like, Meek, people give him hard time for, like, social media and everything, but, like, when it comes to consistent artists as far as music, I don't think it's too many guys that... Let me go out on him right here. Meek is the PG of Rap. <laughs> He's the Paul George rap. And Paul George is my second favorite basketball player. Okay. He gets a lot of criticism for things outside of his craft. Paul George, does he do questionable things like the the the, the Carl Anthony Towns comment with the COVID? Okay, bro. Yeah. Can, can he do? But when it comes to pure, sheer talent, you cannot deny it. Like, yeah. and, and also, when they're like at the top of their game. They look wow. like the best player in the world. <laughs> like, yeah. like, when Paul George is really like Locked in. You catch PG on the on his. On he can look eye with KD. No, no, And then Meek Meek will drop something, and I'm like, this is the best rapper in the world. No, that little four pack you dropped too. Like, yeah, the, the quarantine pack. Yeah, yeah he's on, a, like Flamers Flow. Yeah, he's nuts. Crazy. 
But then he'll tweet when an Amazon panties. Then it's all right. Come on. Yeah. Come on, me. Hold on. So wait. You said PG is second favorite. Who your favorite? LeBron. Like, like to me, LeBron will always be the GOAT because of what he did with so little. Like, like to me, LeBron, like, like, like I relate LeBron to life. Like, kind of what you guys are doing right now. You guys didn't start with a huge following. You guys didn't ride somebody's wave to the top. Like, what yeah. you guys did with less and to get the platform that you guys have. Like, you guys have Twitter spaces on fire. Like, Thanks, just, 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 just doing so much with less and starting from nothing. Like, that's always respectable in my book. So, that's why he's my go. Damn, we got LeBron, Drake, go. Yo, this, I, knew this, I knew I felt good about this guy, bro. Like, I knew it. But how is, how is being a LeBron, like, fan growing up in L.A.? Did it used to cause some flashes growing up? Did you yeah, because the thing is, I was never a Kobe guy, rest in peace. Okay. So, like, even to this day, rest in peace, I'm still, like, I'm still not taking him over LeBron. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. So, like, it, it would always cause a clash because it was, like, people would be, like, why do you like, like, you've never been to Cleveland. It's, yeah. like, in my middle school years, like, you've never been to Miami. I'm, like, I don't like this guy. It's just insane. And then it's, like, when he, when, when he was in Miami, I'm, like, this dude is 6'8", 280-pound point guard. Like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And he's clamping. He's going crazy. Like, and then, like, when I got to college, this dude was still at the top of his game. It was like 2018, bro. And I was like, this is the best part I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've never seen somebody do what this dude. Like, that finals run was insane. Like, what he did to yeah, the Raptors. He was scoring oh my God. like every other oh game, bro. Like, he was playing with the Raptors. That. Game two, he's just like, I'm just going to shoot fade away. Bro, that game game. winner, that, that floater off the... Uh, That's game, game three. three. That was, <laughs> running, I'm like, bro, what you doing? What you doing? Do? Do? He dunked on Nurkic. Like, come on, bro. Oh, that dunk on Nurkic is nuts. <laughs> he put Nurkic in the room. Like, he had so many games, that 2018 playoff run, bro. Like, the second half, when they traded and got, like, Clarkson and Rodney Hood, like, yeah. he, he believes LeBron should have won MVP that year. I do. He stands by that. Hard oh, hard. Hard. He stands. He thinks LeBron should have won. But, look. I, I'm a I, LeBron 2011 since he got an MVP guy. Over D-Rose. Over D-Rose. We, we've had this debate before, too. He, 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 I think D-Rose should have exactly. got that one. Yeah. But I can get why they didn't give it to LeBron. Because LeBron did, before the trade happened, and they got Clarkson, they got all of them, he did, like, completely check out yeah. for them to get the trade. And, and Harden did have the best they, yeah, that's record. Record. That was yeah, they lost record. in Game Seven to the Warriors. I, I get it, but I don't know. Nah, yeah, it's funny how you have these different views on MVP debates or whatever. But I think Harden should have won twenty nineteen. I thought the one Giannis got over him when he averaged thirty six. I was like, yo, thirty six points is crazy. Bro. I'll give Harden uh, Westbrook's one. Bro. My my only problem is it's like so inconsistent. It's like depending on who it is, like wins matter, and then it's like points matter. And then it's like. So what's the criteria? Then it's like some guys get tired of LeBron the, the trophy. So I, I just don't know. But I, I, I definitely feel that like 2011 and 2018 probably should have been LeBron. That, 20, that 2018 LeBron run, bro, I really don't know if I've seen, like, a better NBA player. I really no. don't know. No. As you can see already, Eli has a lot to discuss. Andy's full of energy, but make sure you stay tuned for part two of our interview with him dropping next week, where we go deeper in detail with his basketball journey and beyond. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Elite Media Group, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast network under the same name across all platforms. See you next week on the Play for Keeps podcast.